All right, Anthony on Air Podcast, welcome in for another episode brought to you by our good pals over at Hero Soap Company. We have a Ghislaine Maxwell update, which is so depressing and such a letdown, full disclosure. Get that uh, one out of the way quick. Yeah, Brittany is making some news. Uh, Gina Carano, the Mandalorian, Frankie C. A lot of controversy around that. Indeed. Uh, White House Deputy Press Secretary TJ Ducklow in some hot water. Uh, but with a name like that, you want to avoid any sort of trouble anywhere, right? Ducklow? You're, you're setting yourself up for Saturday Night Live immediately. Seriously. Ducklow, more like Sucklow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that, was, that was close. The Lincoln Project is uh, almost a wrap. Uh, a lot of controversy there. And uh, Governor Cuomo. This We should have just called this episode controversy episode because it is just wall-to-wall garbage. What a happy episode this is going to be. What about Britney? You skipped over Britney. Uh, did I skip Britney? We're going to talk about Britney. And, of course, Valentine's Day. We'll Yay. get into Valentine's Day. And uh, today is a significant day, but we'll get into that again uh, in just a little bit. Let's hop right into Ghislaine Maxwell. We were waiting for this uh, portion of this deposition to be released, right? This was going to be the thing that they were fighting to keep quiet and it was her personal life, and we heard all these things. Before you go any further, yeah, we need an arrow. Oh, we're gonna need an arrow. Good. Uh, thanks for Frank for watching out for the visual people. There you go. There you go. All we're right. on the Ghislaine topic, my man. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Um, I'm there for you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that all the way. So, what's up with Ghislaine nowadays? So. They released this part of the testimony and it was just talking about giving massages. That was it. It was all it was about. I'll read you the quote. Uh, the attorney asked, did you ever give anyone, did you ever give a massage to anyone other than Mr. Epstein at any of Mr. Epstein's properties? Maxwell responded, first of all, I never said I gave Mr. Epstein a massage. I don't give massages. Let's just, okay. the attorney responded, let's just tie that down. It is your testimony that you've never given anybody a massage. Maxwell said, I have not given anyone a massage. That's what they were trying to keep quiet. Isn't there way more serious things she's being accused of than massaging Jeffrey Epstein? I mean, way worse stuff. Way the hell worse we do? stuff. This is why this is taking forever. Yeah. Because they're, they're worried about the BS. Let's let's get it. You know, let's get this done. We we know what what the problem is. Ask those questions. So the judge said that she let it go because it doesn't have to do with any sort of private activity. Uh, it was only relating to massages, and that sort of material could be out there. So it just goes to show yes. you. So, by the way, and everybody's going to I'm I was upset when I saw this. He, Frank's obviously, you know, feels gypped. Everybody's going to feel gypped. This is just another tactic that they're using. Her defense team is using to, like you said, delay, you know, just whatever they can do to kind of like push everything aside or s slow things down or whatever. They are going to do all of that stuff. So that's the one thing we can take away from this. Can't the judge see through this kind of stuff? Well, she did, and she and she finally got it out. But even a judge who's, by the way, I think she's done. She's been great so far. This judge, hey, right? She's doing what she's got to do. Even even with a good judge who through the crap already, who wants to get all this stuff out and give everybody 
answers to the questions that they've wanted to know, even with that, you still have, like, it's still a process and she's still got to go through these things. And if they appeal it or they object to it, she still has to go through all the motions, you know, when they file a motion. Yeah. I mean, when does the trial, it's July, right? It officially begins in July. Well, it's scheduled for July. So I'm sure that April, May, June, they'll start coming up with things to push it back even farther, you know? Has Lawyer Cat been hired by either side? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> that's who we need. That's a great question, though. Great question. Bring some, bring some kind of, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of a smile to this heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching BS. It's a phenomenal question, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a call was put into Lawyer Cat. Be like, what's your availability? You know what's sad? No one knows this guy's real name. No, he's just going to be Lawyer Cat. And we don't even know what he looks like. It's a good callback to the previous... We talked about this in the last podcast. Some some lawyer had his... Uh, he did a Zoom. He was doing a Zoom hearing, and he couldn't get the cat... Uh, filter. He had like some kind of weird yeah. emoji thing that was talking as he talked. It looked like a cat. <laughs> it was great. Last episode. And the best part was he goes, I assure you I'm not a cat. And the judge is like, yeah, I can figured you weren't a talking lawyer cat but your wife had a funny meme in our group chat where it was like that i'm not a cat is the exact thing a cat lawyer would say in a yeah that's pretty funny. especially a cat cats are tricky little uh little snakes cats shan't be trusted i don't know if again that's an italian thing or what but there's not an i've not come across an italian person that fully trusts a cat i mean i think most people if you don't own a cat you yeah. don't trust the cat no, even even Italians who are cat owners are like, just watch yourself around around uh, a kitty cat over here. You know what I'm That's saying? True. You can't be too careful. I, I had a cat. My grandparents had a cat when I was little, and his name was Topsy. <laughs> and they had to lock him in a room whenever company came over because this thing was nuts. Do you it think was a that vicious thing? Do you think cats are so unhappy because we give them dumb names, whereas dogs tend to get normal names? You, you think they're that concerned about their name? I think they hear their name and they go, like, I'll answer you, I won't answer you, like, I care what you yeah, call me. You're right, cats are just douchebags to begin with. Who My name is Mr. Chesterfield, and if I hear any other name, I'm not answering to it. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, that is the... Uh, Ghislaine strikes me as a cat owner. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. No offense to cat owners None out there. None whatsoever. But just None. know that in your ranks is one of the most despicable human beings ever. Adopt <laughs> cats, people. We're not telling you to not adopt cats. Yeah, no, no. Go ahead and save a cat if you can. That'd be great. But uh, I'll never own a cat in my life. I will never. My, my sister owns guy. cats. Yeah, I'm a dog. I'm a dog guy all the way. Yeah. Cats... I Dogs are great. Cats can give a crap about you, for the, the most part. The pet and the Broadway show don't care for it. Tried it, can't can't get into it either way. Broadway show, I saw it when I was a kid. That's the only time you see it, and I appreciate it. Yeah, because no adult would really, honestly, waste their money on a piece of shit show. That's what the thing is. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw it as a kid, the cats came up into the audience, mm -hmm. and there was one. I'm not gonna lie, I was a kid. I was a boy. Kind of hot. There was, a, you know, skin tight cat outfit. Yeah. Dancing in front of me on the ledge. 
I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm, I got some feelings going on. Wasn't here. I there? Didn't we go on a clash trip? I feel like we went on a clash trip to go see. Were Cats. you at that one? I think that's the only way they were able to pack an audience in is if they convince schools. That here's a cheap ticket from schools. Yeah, that's possible. I remember we were we were kids. I don't remember how old. Yeah, and I didn't realize it was when I knew you. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I was there. Some hot looking cats around. There. <laughs> Just saying. People cats. <laughs> Not cat cats. There's a nice pussy joke in there somewhere. I'm just not going to make it because I'm a classy Janine's gentleman. Janine's not here. I'm a classy <laughs> Janine would have spouted that out four minutes ago. <laughs> we would have been knee deep in it already. <laughs> knee deep in pussy jokes? Eyes. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay. All right. I would have rolled my eyes about ten times by now. <laughs> <laughs> miss Janine. It doesn't feel as dirty and smutty around here without her. I miss it. It wouldn't feel right if it was. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's the Ghislaine Maxwell story. So again, that disappointed. Yeah, I mean, most of whenever we talk about Ghislaine, it's it's disappointing. It, it, that's true. Even when there's something juicy in there, it's still friggin' disappointing for the most part. Um, a lot Is of it people, Britney, bitch. A lot of people buzzing about Britney Spears. Um, and this whole documentary. I didn't. I didn't watch the documentary. This would have been great for. I watched dis- it. This is a great Janine. Did you really? I did. Oh, my God. Well, fill us in. Tell us about it. It's supposed to make... From what I heard, and you confirm this for me, Frank, what I heard is is that it made all the press people look like garbage for basically causing all this mental instability in Britney. The press, uh, Johnston Timberlake didn't come off too too good in that one. there were a couple of people in her life that were not looked upon favorably. Yeah, but the press, I mean, it's the typical paparazzi stuff. Like, she's had enough. She's just going out to a restaurant to eat with her kids. And the press are literally, like, she's sitting at the table eating. And the press is literally standing, like, where the waiter would stand at the, at the edge of the table. And there's, like, a dozen people just snapping constant pictures of her. And she's just sitting there with her kids. And you could see the like desperation in her eyes of i just want a minute alone with my kid we're just sitting at like a chinese restaurant trying to eat dinner just leave what is it, what is so exciting about this mm. and you, you feel for her you end up watching it and going this poor girl i mean yeah she wanted the fame she got into it and she loved it but then she's got her kids and the uh, and it just the hounding just didn't stop and I don't mean like, all right, the press is there at like events, which is fine, which is where this, but they're, they're in her life constantly. I mean, they were just, they didn't give her a moment. Now, was this a flashback to years ago or? Yeah, this was, this started, you know, it goes from when she was a kid uh, and she starts out like doing star search. Even when she did star search, like no offense to the late Ed McMahon. But you heard his question to her, and it was a little, you know, a little creepy. His question to her was along the lines, of, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was along the lines of, um, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Are you, are you interested in boys? And she's like, oh, no, not really, you know, whatever. Uh, she goes, oh, not really, you know, you don't like boys. Uh, they're, they could be mean. And she's like, ah, boys, she goes, boys are mean. And he goes, well, what about me? Do you think, you know, do you think I'm mean? And she's like, I don't know. It's like so oh, creepy. Oh. It's so creepy. weird. Yeah. D- 
daytime hosts like in the in the eighties and nineties were just creepy. I mean, even you know, she's like, I don't trust boys. You know, they're they're mean. She's like, Well, you trust me? Uh, I'm not mean. You know, I'm like, okay, I don't know. Mm. But so, what know, did Justin do? Because because he apologized today. He came out today and publicly apologized and said he failed her. Yeah, he when they they dated uh, for a little bit, and then when they broke up, he wrote a song, uh, "Cry Me a River." It was about her. Oh, was that okay? Yeah, and he also um went uh, did a bunch of interviews and stuff and she was she had this image of being a nice girl and you know see this- now i thought justin was just apologizing for making her listen to his music because that's worthy of an apology we Nobody. all we all need apology then i mean <laughs> i'm just yeah uh, we were all subjected to that but he apologized because he went on a bunch of interviews and you know he was they asked him oh did you you know, did you get the bang Britney? I was like, yeah, you know, I bang Britney. You know, it was very <laughs> misogynistic and just yeah. ridiculous, you yeah. know. And she was like, dude, you know, what the, what the hell? I'm, I didn't do anything to you. Mm. And you feel, at the, by the end of this thing, you feel so bad for her, you know. That's the, the that's conservatorship. The, that's the vibe that everybody says. And and also, yeah. by the way, that's what press was. That was that's what press was like late 90s early to that like everybody was asking did you bang britney like what else were you going to ask just until like that's i'm not surprised to hear any of this there's got to be i don't know if there i don't know what laws exist at the moment for paparazzo paparazzi but there's got to be something because literally they're not doing anything um britney is like with her kids at the gas station filling up her car and they swarm her Mm. And it's like, dude, you know, she's not at like an event. She's not hosting something. She's not doing anything. Yeah, it's so it's so strange because and here's the thing. And and you here's why I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Yes, it's the paparazzi's fault, but that wouldn't exist. The paparazzi wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the fact that they take those pictures, sell them for money. And those pictures are so valuable because people buy the magazines and go to the websites and do all those things. So really, at the end of the day, it's kind of the public's fault. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people pointing fingers going, oh, that paparazzi's so awful. And then clicking on over to Perez Hilton being like, oh, I wonder what so and so is up to. It's like, well, I, we're kind of the we're we're the beast that needs to be fed, which is fine. But there are other ways to get the information. These people have publicists. These people have people that speak for them. These people have events that they go to where they answer questions, which that's where they should get their, you know, all their info. You can't just run up to 40 people running up to a woman and her kids. I agree. Surrounding her. That's I insane. agree. There's got to be laws with that. I wholeheartedly agree that I, it's disgusting behavior that these people do this, especially with the kids around. I, I'm especially sensitive to the kid thing. But exactly. at, at the same time, we have there's something innate in us that we don't a shot of Britney on the red carpet is interesting. A shot of Britney p- pumping her gas is kind of even more intriguing. Why? It just is. It just is for people. People want to know, oh, what is this like? What are they like when they what are they wearing? What are they when they when? When a star is doing an average, ordinary thing, there's a there's a built-in curiosity to us. It's why we like 
behind the scenes documentaries. It's why we follow people who vlog or are on Twitter and you know or Instagram. Yeah, but who needs all of that if if you got morons running up to people? You know, if yeah. you got morons running up to people, I mean, it's not like they they snap one picture from afar and they leave. Mm. You know that I could sort of get, um, but they're like. Brittany, what, what's going on with this? What's happening here? Blah, 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 blah. And she's just oh, like, so I, annoying. I get I, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, I'll answer some questions, but you gotta, you know, and then like, and, you know, especially when they're like leaving a place and they're just trying to get to their car and they're like, guys, can you move? Yeah. You know, it's, there should be, there's gotta be laws. You gotta be like 10 feet away. That should be law number one, at least 10 feet away. You can't be on top of them. If you're five feet, if you're two feet in front, if you're blocking the where where they're walking, that's a fine or something. Yeah, I like a, I like a ten foot rule. Ten like feet, that. give them ten feet of space so they can get where they're going. They can usher their kids to where they have to go. They can get to their car. Yeah. You want to snap a picture? They're out in public. Maybe F- fine, you know. But like bombarding them with questions, they don't have to answer them. But give them some space. I agree. It's, it's ter- It's awful. But I also, I guess, what I'm just saying is, is we we bear some responsibility for. Oh yeah, absolutely. If there wasn't this. such a demand for these things, yeah, paparazzi wouldn't have a job. But I mean, if they put up a picture from two years ago or a picture from yesterday of Britney Spears, I guarantee you, no one's going to know the difference. Right. Just saying, they need a new picture of Britney Spears unless she did something wacky. And shaved her head again, or you know, put on uh, two hundred pounds. You don't need, you know, all these pictures. How many pictures do you need of Britney Spears? Yeah, I know. Uh, it's it's. And uh... if you watch the watch the documentary, it's worth it. It's, um, it's one of the sixty minute. I think uh, I forget which one it is, but it's an episode of that show. It's not a stand. It's like a, you know, uh, one of the episodes in a series of documentaries. But it's a good one. It's worth watching. Gives you a little glimpse into the conservatorship stuff. Um, you know, yeah, she had a little uh, breakdown, but you know, she's touring. She was doing all, not touring. She was doing all these shows. She seemed to be in control of that. She seems to be well enough to do these shows and 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 perform. But she's not well enough to accept money for doing those shows. Mm. And be in control of that, so that's what's a. It's weird. That sounds weird. Uh, there was a spectacular documentary on HBO that Adrian Grenier did from Entourage. I think it's on like Amazon now. You can look it up. It's called Teenage Paparazzo, and it's all okay. about how as Grenier was going out, he saw this one paparazzi kid, and it turns out he was fourteen years old. And so he was like, what are you doing? And so the kid like explained to him like, hey, there's a lot of money in this. And so Grenier decided to go out and be a paparazzi, like see like what is it like and get inside is so friggin' interesting. It's the best paparazzi documentary I've ever seen. So if you get it, I feel like being a paparazzi should be part of a bigger job. Like if you're a writer of stories. I have to go get a picture of Brittany. I call a publicist. Hey, can I get a picture? Can you guys send me a picture? Or can I come over? That's the way it should go. It shouldn't be, I'm at your kid's school waiting for you to pick up your kid. Let me take a picture. Yeah, that's my It shouldn't be that. 
You, I mean, you got to see the, these guys, you know, hiding and catching people on a beach because that's what it is. Like, if I can catch you on the beach, if I can catch you in a bikini in your backyard, like it's more valuable. People want to see that stuff. But that stuff should be. Why does it have to be stuff that the person getting the subject of the picture doesn't know about? Shouldn't it be like, hey, I have because it's, it's just interesting. Look, look, if I said to you, Frank, I got a picture of uh, George Lucas writing Star Wars. I actually got a picture of him writing. He's in his underwear. He's writing Star Wars. Do you want to see it? Do you want to see that moment where he came up did, with Chewbacca? He's writing in his did underwear. Did he approve of that picture? Or no, is he like I snuck totally it. completely against it? And I snuck picture? it. I snuck it. I got it. And he and he knows you got it and says, I, I'm against that picture. It doesn't matter. I don't know. You wouldn't want to. It, no, no, I'm not talking about it. I'm saying I have a picture of George Lucas in his underwear. The moment he realized I'm going to write Chewbacca, would you want to see it? Yes, you would. I'd probably want to see it, but yes. I would. I would want to see it, but I don't want to see George Lucas in his underwear, to be honest with well, you. Well, you already answered the question, so. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but I know how he came up with Chewbacca anyway. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's in us. It's part of us. We want to see it. No, I, I get it. I wish I was better. Be, there should be laws. Yeah. In order, if I'm a paparazzo, I have to call, let's say it's, uh, I don't know. Let's say it's Britney Spears' publicist. I have to call the publicist. Like I have a Rolodex, or everybody on my phone is. Publicist. I get it, but it's not the world. The world's not organized that way, and I don't think Hollywood will it? ever be. Well, because the other part, the other side of this too is. And by the way, I don't want people coming down on me. Like I agree with Frank in spirit. I just don't think it's possible to actually do because the other side of it is Hollywood plays that game just as just as much as the paparazzi do. How? Because they need them to get stuff out there. You know. Yeah, when it's when it's like. People, these people, let's say Britney Spears, she has her life. If she wants, if she's going out with her kids and a, a, let's say TMZ calls her publicist and says, listen, uh, I got a story I'm doing on Britney. I could use a couple of candid shots. She run, The publicist runs it by Britney. Hey, is it all right if this so-and-so gets a couple shots? I know, you? but you're talking Great. about thousands. They'll, those requests are never going to stop. There'll be thousands yeah, of them. You don't have to accept them all. But that's the way it should be. I mean, it, what is that? You can't, when the cat's out of the bag, you can't put the what is it that's saying? You can't put the water back in the bottle or something. You can't unring that bell or something. Yeah, it's just it's we've gone past it. We, there's no getting it back. You can't. There used to, there used you, to be a you time. You throw a law out there. Listen, you got you can't take a picture of a celebrity if you're a pub if you're in publishing. Yeah. Or if you're in media, you can't pu publish a a picture unless it's approved by that celebrity. That's it. That would be interesting because the way the law is right now, the person who takes that photograph owns that photograph, not the yeah. person who's in it. Well, That's the law right what now. What if the person, that person is standing on the street and has a telephoto lens and gets a shot of Britney in her bedroom with, in a bra? He owns that picture and he has every right to publish it? Yeah. See, that's where it's wrong. That's where the law is wrong. There's a certain... There was something with... Uh, who is the Aaron Andrews? Somebody stuck a camera through her peephole, I think, years ago. Yes. Remember that? Through a hotel. Through a hotel and took pictures of her naked. And I think there's a privacy thing with nudity. So there might be a little bit of a thing there where they have. So a if she had a bra on, it would have been okay? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
Because I know that's the, that's the kind of stuff that doesn't make sense. I know that there's been issues where artists or like even artists, when they allow when they credential photographers at shows and events and things like so I've been like even those they, they get, things get dicey because they don't own the photo. The, the photographer owns it. But you know what's messed up? If that photographer was caught doing that, he could be arrested for peeping or stalking or whatever. Mm. But the yeah. fact that he has the picture already, nothing illegal. It's a messed up. Uh, it's a broken system for that's, sure. That's got to change. There's there's something wrong there. Yeah. Sorry, but like a, a picture of a celebrity that isn't a like if you're at a I get it if you're at like a red carpet event and there's millions of pictures being taken, that's you giving your permission to take for people to take pictures. You're there for that reason. But if you're on the street. You're at your, your kid's school, you're in your car, you're in your home, and someone snaps a picture of you, you can't post that without me saying that's okay. Yeah. Sorry. Like, again, it's something that would vanish. People would stop doing it if they weren't making so much damn money doing it. You can still make money from it. I'm just saying. You just, it, got it, to get, you just have to get the okay. That's if it. all of us stop going to TMZ and People Magazine and Pres no, Hilton. stop? And all these things, if we stop looking at them so much, because that's the thing, the shot of the approved shot of Britney in the in the whatever gets like a thousand views an hour. And then the behind the scenes thing gets 10,000. So that's that's why it is the way behind it the scenes is. is fine if it's approved. Yeah. If Britney says, yeah, you could show that. But if she says no. That's her. That should be her right to say no. You can't show that picture. Well, of me. The, the I thing, need my privacy too. The I'm thing. The thing from this is where I, I think we're seeing for the first time in a long time, maybe since Princess Diana, because when Princess Diana died, there was a lot of this paparazzi backlash. Like people really started looking down on it negatively. Yeah. The the mood and the vibe of the country with this is they're really feeling bad for Britney and they're starting to understand where this is coming from. And so maybe people will slow down with some of those, you know. I hope so. Because watch if you watch the Britney documentary, it's it's sad. It really is. And like she does these interviews and these people that interview her just they ask her questions that make her cry. And it's it's terrible. They ask her questions like you know, um, are you having sex? Are you doing, you know, all these like personal questions. She's like, I'm 22 years old. Leave me alone. You know, I don't want to answer these questions. You know? Yeah. And she's like, uh, I don't know. She's a yeah. kid. It's weird. It's very straight. Like media is very strange at what they feel that they can do. And, you know, people see like an interview. Like if you ever see a movie interview where there's like a poster behind them, like most people, maybe I think a lot of people know this now, but just know that that interview was one of 300. Oh, yeah. On that day, you know, and it's just like this painstaking process. That's why whenever I there have been very few times where I have said, OK, to do an interview that was part of a press tour. Because after a while, these people. Oh. These actors, celebrities, they're just answering the same question. The over same over. question. Even even it, whatever you try and do, if you're number 34 on the day, they've heard your questions 33 times prior. Like, like even when I would rack my brain, I would come up with maybe one or two questions they hadn't heard. 
and for the most part, everything else is because they're trying to plug yeah. their project, and so you got to talk about it and ask about well, it. What was it like working with you, Jackman? Yeah, I don't know. Same as it was Thanks. when I answered it nineteen other times. Yeah, it's just awful. So you know, I mean, that's their job. I get it, but it is. It is. And they get, they get delivered so great on that, you know, with the interview stuff. But when it's stuff like and you're asking a kid, a girl, a young girl, you know, you know, about about their underwear and shit. It's like, stop it. It's weird. You know what? It's really weird now when you look back on it. Yes. That's what I felt. I'm watching it with my wife and we're watching it going. This is so creepy. Yeah. It was the 90s, the mid 90s. And they're asking these questions and you're like. I can't imagine them asking these questions today. Yeah. And it was only 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's weird because, you know, I love uncensored. Why well, I love doing this more than, you know, being on regular radio. It's just so much fun to have the freedom to go anywhere. But we're doing that with consenting adults. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, you know, but it, it's exactly. It's weird to to look back on on that time and see some of those things and just go, ugh. This so it's so gross. It's so bad. Just to, you know, she's sitting there and I'm, but she's like, fine. She's not. She's an adult. She's in her twenties, but she's like dressed all scantily, you know, in like almost like lingerie for the most yeah. part. And you got these people in suits asking her questions, and it's like about boys and about you know, it's not about her. Her album about her tour about how much fun she's at you know yeah. keeping it light it's about you know did you, did you are you with just what do you feel about justin timberlake and it's like she doesn't want to talk about you know you, you you're watching her and you could see it in her face she's like i just don't want to talk about this yeah it's really sad that's tough but, but you know that again especially when not to slight britney here when it comes to people like like i get like you know if you got janice joplin like you can sit there and delve into the material like How'd you come up with this lyric and song when you have Britney that there's nothing, there's nothing there. There's nothing no, there, talk, but the talk about, I'm sure you can come up with a million questions. How'd you write? Or, Oops, I did it again. Wait, that you can't, that's not, I'm sure you could come up with as a professional uh, no. personality, you can come up with questions that aren't creepy. I don't know. I don't know if anybody really no, cares though. Are gonna be creepy? No, it's not that it's going to be creepy. I'm just saying there's not, you can't do that sort of interview with some of these pop stars. There's the, there's the materials not there. It doesn't lend itself to that. And especially yeah, since half of them had four people, five people writing the the songs for them anyway. You know, which is fine. You ask them, you know, how are you? You know, you ask them, are you, you know, going going to school? Are you learning stuff? Are you, you know, what's the life like outside of touring? I know, but you know, Anything. nobody's gonna care about that stuff. If especially when she just popped into the news with a picture of her and Justin Timberlake at the red carpet. Look, I, I'm with you. The question I'm just is, saying is she has a right. The question to, is, to is stuff. The question is for me is how's it going with Justin? Like, oh, are you guys dating? Are we to be like, are you having sex right now? That's a little creepy to me. But to be There's like, some, yeah. hey, are you guys together or what's going on? I think that's okay. For like a, yeah. an, an of age person to to be asking them that, sure, you know, no, but there's some stuff. I guarantee you, when you watch it, you're like, Ugh, why would you ask that? And you see her her expression, and you're like, today, even what this was 25 years ago, no one would ask this question today, and if they did, they'd be shunned. Yeah, That's and true. it was bad. You know, this was the height of it. 
Well, anyway, uh, the judge in her case um, overruled her father's objections to ordering the Bessemer Trust Company as a co-conservator of her estate. So the judge ruled that the Bessemer Trust could be a part of this. I think it was going to be like a split decision kind of thing. They had to work together with the father. He objected. And he was overruled to that. So they're going to split that fitty-fitty now. So at least, and, and the Britney fans are so happy. They're like excited that she's going to have yeah. a chance to get out from under her father. That would be nice. I mean, she's, she needs control of her life. It's just I mean, so, it's so sad when you can't, I, I don't know much about this. So, I, but I just think it's sad when you can't trust your father. Like I would trust my father with anything. Yeah. Granted, I don't have Britney money to throw around that he's got to manage, but still, like, I can't imagine not trusting, you know, somebody like a parent to help you out, oversee something. You know what I mean? Like, if I yeah, lost I my remember. mind, I would. it would be my wife. It would be my parents or wh whomever. I don't think it's a significant yeah. other for Britney because she never got, well, she's not married. She was married to for to uh right. Adeline, i think but which like none of her marriages ever lasted or even her relationships never lasted no. a long time but but i think her father was out of the picture for a long time then came back and now is running the show that's the problem oh well so it's not fair and people are saying like conservatorship is usually for people of extreme mental illness which she doesn't seem to have but the problem is or of people who are really like elderly and can't take care of themselves. That's how they frame it in this documentary. What if, what um, if you're not elderly and can't take care of yourself asking for a friend? That's fine. Then you could, you know, okay. you know, then you could give up your money to other people. But <laughs> that's what they're saying. It's hard. Once conservatorship is placed, is, is, is enacted, then it's hard to disprove it. It's hard to take it back. That's the problem. Got it. Um, let's go into uh, one of Frank's favorite topics ever, Star Wars. Gotta love Star Wars. Gina Carano, uh, who was on The Mandalorian. Do, are you aware of Gina? I am. Was she good in the show? In the show, yeah. She was a good uh, character. Um, she was, uh, yeah, one of the good guys. Um, helped out The Mandalorian in a, a bunch of situations. The character was good. She was also, I don't know if you remember her in Daredevil, uh, not Daredevil, um, Deadpool. Oh, she was in that? Yeah, she was the, the woman, the big, uh, the bad guy, uh, the bad guy's sidekick, the big woman who was, had like big strength. Like she was, she had the match in her mouth all the time. Mm, I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, I don't remember her name in it, but yeah, she was uh, the, the bad guy's sidekick. Um, but she, listen, you say stupid stuff and you represent a company, you get fired. That's the, pro that's the, that's the thing. This is so tough for me because I hate, I absolutely hate cancel culture. Cancel culture is one thing. This, this is, you went on online and compared Republicans to Jews during the Holocaust. Okay. See, here's another thing for me, full disclosure, and I'm on the record as saying this for years. 
too many people comparing people to Nazis and Hitler. No, no, not to Nazis. She compared the Republicans being oppressed and being judged. Yeah, but before we get into her, I'm just saying, like, oh, okay. I, I hate the way people go, oh, this is like Nazi Germany or oh, this is like Nazi Germany or that, that guy's like Hitler. It's like, well, I mean, I get you're trying to say that they're bad or this is a bad situation. But really, though, that I don't think when people say that, I don't think they're being literal. I think they're no, saying, they're not. But my, my point is, is like, yeah. yeah, but that's like a bit like, you know, like that's I feel like we just throw that around so much. It's like it is used a lot. Yeah. Like that's a really bad thing. That was probably probably the worst thing in the last ever. I don't know. Yeah. A few hundred years. I yeah. Mean, there was the Crusades. There was the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. The Holocaust was millions and millions of dead of people who died. And that's that was. Probably one of the most terrible things in human All right, let's history. read. Some, let's read some of her tweets. So at the same time, I hate when people do kind of what she did or what I think she did. I'm going to read it now. Um, but I also don't love cancel culture. So let's see. Uh, she tweeted, because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. Hmm. I don't even get what she's trying to say there. She's saying that people are making people hate Republicans and their political views. Oh, okay. well, hold on. There's a second part of it. How is yeah. that any different from hating someone for their political views? She's missing the point, number one, of what's going on. And number two, you can't compare anything or anybody to the Jews during the Holocaust. Agreed. That is a that is a another level of of society of people that went through the worst things possible. Agreed. But it sounds to me like she what she's trying to say is she sounds like she's she's kind of pinpointing why I hate cancel culture because it doesn't really get to the heart of the matter. It's just like one person says this is bad, and then everybody just piles on until that person's life is destroyed. And then sometimes, most of the time, maybe deserved, but then sometimes we go to find out like, oh shit, we had the wrong person or we had the wrong thing and oh, there was an explanation and then we go back and we go, but it's, it's already too late. That person's life is ruined. Well, if there's an explanation, great. But I think the, the term cancel culture does not uh, adequately describe what we're talking about. I think it's responsibility culture. It's you say something, you should be able to uh, accept the responsibility of the weight of what you said. And some people, they say something and they don't realize what they just said was insensitive and stupid. So people pile on. And when you say it to thousands of people who look at your posts, a large percentage of those people are going to say something back. If you say it to one person, that one person might say something back. But when you get on a platform and you yell it to uh, thousands and thousands of people, mm -hmm. those thousands and thousands of people who read it have the right to go, wait a second, that's stupid. Here's why we don't like you. Okay. I agree. Am I wrong? I, no, I, I actually agree with everything that you just said, but... Does that warrant having to destroy her life and make her lose her job? 
I don't think her life is destroyed. I think it's she represents a brand. She's part of a business. She's an actress. She's part of Star Wars, Disney, and all that. And when she puts forth an opinion or something, like say if I work for Starbucks and I get on top of you know I I start yelling some racist stuff or something really mean about a certain group of people, or I start spouting stuff and Starbucks says, stop doing that because you work for us and you're also representation. Well, but did they tell, but did they warn her to stop or did she just send a tweet out? This isn't the first time she's posted stuff. Oh, is that right? Okay. I didn't know that. She posts like anti mask stuff and like anti. Oh, she's one of these. A ton of things like that. Okay. Not a ton, but a few things that were like very conspiracy theorist stuff. So I, she was warned about that stuff as far, as far as I understand. And then she goes on and on and, and then they, you know, sorry, you're fired. If she was warned about it, I, I'm with you. Like if they say like, this is the problem, like, see, this is, and uh, Mike Lindell is going through the same thing. I, I can't imagine what his pillow business is doing right now because they can't be on Twitter. There's all these things that are happening and it's like, I'm sure he has a following. I'm sure he has people that are I'm sure he does too, but sometimes you're kind of just like eh, just let them sell pillows. Like just be the pill like just do the pillow thing. Like That's what he should have done. I, I feel like if he's going to do what he's doing, you step aside from your company cuz cuz I cuz the way I feel about this is why I feel about this. There's some vice president there at the pillow company. There's some, you know, director of operations. Oh yeah, there's a whole group of people. There's a whole Thousands of people whose lives are affected by this. And they're going to get sunk now because this guy is going like, go off and do your crusade, do your thing, but separate yourself from the company. Because like you said, there's other people's lives that, you know, like, like, like if you're like, if you're doing, you know, anybody at work, if you're doing something and then your boss suddenly spouts off like crazy and you're like, holy, I could lose my, you know, I I got kids to feed and all this stuff. It's kind of, it becomes a different it's the same thing, thing as uh, when Tom Cruise went off on those people for not wearing masks. Right. He's like, thousands of people depend on these jobs. And if you're going to mess it up for everyone, then you're selfish and you're being ridiculous. Right. But... Yes, you could, you, yes, you could voice your opinion on things. But when you say stuff about Jews during the Holocaust and how everything is, is that this is the beginning of that kind of stuff, you know, or, you know, you're sprouting, you're spouting conspiracy theories. And and the boss tells you, listen, take that off of your, you know, because on the same page, you're posting stuff about the Mandalorian. And on the same page, you're, you know, you're posting Disney stuff. And, uh, you know, now you're going to start posting stuff about about uh, the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Maybe make another page, your own private page that you, nobody knows about. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I get that. You got to kind of accept the, especially if you, it's for me, it, it changes. I just said, especially, which I hate when people do that, especially if uh, you've been they warned. They say a whole nother. Yeah. If you've been, if somebody comes and says, Hey, like, we're not really crazy about this and you're accepting the paycheck from them. There is, there is, I feel like there's something of like, I, you have a responsibility then to, to be, that's like, that's fair to me. That's yeah. that's fair. If if I'm paying you and you're taking my money and I say I don't really love this thing that you're doing, to me that's fair game to to lose your job over if you then continue to do it. And it's not about political. I mean, she may have said, you know, it's it's my political views, but 
talking about Jews during the Holocaust is not a, a Republican versus Democrat issue. This is some, that's something completely different. You know, if you say I support Donald Trump, that's probably, they're probably going to be okay with that because that's your political view. Right. But if you say the Republicans are being treated like Jews during the Holocaust or something like that, I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. that's different. It's it's different. Boy, I hate to say this. It is different. And again, my preface of I don't love the constant comparison to Hitler and Nazis because I know, that that's that's something we have to awful. steer away from. There's no comparison to anything. with that. But at the heart of what I think she was trying to say is that there is something there's something there of where we have this cancel culture and we have this again. It's it it's it's these human things that we have that I can't understand yeah. why same way I can't understand why we love to see Brittany eating lunch rather than her on the red carpet it's true we do I don't know why we love to just sort of gang up and oh. just hop on and pile on until no end and Kevin Hart for me with the Oscars was the best example it's my best argument in this thing where it's like he made a mistake he apologized. He moved on. He grew. Mission his accomplished. His isn't over. He's, He's doing great. You're right. But he stopped thinking the way he was thinking when he made the mistake that he made. And it wasn't good enough for a lot of people online who would not stop with him until he was ruined. And that, to me, is... But he's not ruined. No, whatever. Here's what I'm saying, Frank. This is what I'm saying. The goal of people in this scenario should be to change Kevin Hart's mind. That's not what their goal winds up being. The goal winds up being, and this is a group mob mentality, is destroy that person. And that is what I have a major problem with. I don't you can't tell me the, I'm wrong. I don't think that's the majority goal. I think because it is. Look at, the, look at Justin Timberlake. He was immediately after this thing with, with Britney came out, he was vilified. He was like, oh, he's he's a misogynist. He did all this stuff. Yeah. He came out today with a huge apology. And people are like, OK, he took he took responsibility. He apologized. He owned it. He said, listen, this was me. I messed up. I apologize. I was completely 100 percent wrong to Britney, to Janet Jackson. It's all my fault. He took responsibility. And. And I think the 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 uh, it's the tables are turning. I don't think people are, nobody's canceling them. It's a different okay. I hear what you're saying, but where Republicans and Dem and um, conservatives complain about this more is they feel that Democrats and liberals and Hollywood elites have an easier time getting off. On, on these things like like Justin Depends Timberlake. on what it is. Well, well, but I think that I get what you're saying, but I think Justin Timberlake is more easily forgiven in this sort of scenario than, say, a uh, Kid Rock. Who's out been outspoken. So. Oh, Depends so. on what it is. I mean, look, at, I think so. Look at um, Matt Lauer gone. There's so many. Yes liberal you know hollywood elite 
that have been completely obliterated. But Matt Lauer, but yes, but Matt Lauer was, it's a bit of a different scenario with Matt Lauer. He was caught up in a huge thing that was. I mean, I'm just saying there's different stories with these things. I mean, if Gina Carano, hold on. Yeah. Okay. If Gina Carano came out and said, listen, I, I shouldn't have compared anybody to the Jews during the Holocaust. That was wrong. All I'm saying is, and then explained it in a rational, clear way that isn't insulting to anybody, mm. saying, listen, you should be able to have political views and not be destroyed. If you I just said know. something simple. I think it's a bit of a, I think it's a little bit of a, a double standard. I don't think that conservatives or Republicans get a pass as often as Democrats and liberals in this, in this in this arena i think if you because to be honest i've known of more liberal democrat elites or i mean i don't know maybe i'm missing a few but when you apologize heartfelt apology and it's accepted by the parties involved and everybody's you know back to square one with it people sort of tend to welcome you back if everybody's apologized and accepted it then it's it's come it it becomes not okay again but it becomes you know everybody's back on the same page but when people don't apologize refuse to turn to turn around and say "Uh, maybe i said something stupid like gina carano didn't say listen i might have said something stupid shouldn't say that she's not apologizing for anything i'm not saying she you know she might not think she has to You know, she might not see it. Then that's the problem. If you don't see something wrong in comparing a Republican that lives next door to you to the Jews during the Holocaust, then something's wrong. Plus, I, I had I made love to this alien the other day. And oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> no, I, I'm listening to everything you're saying. I'm just trying oh, to get I got our I got a producer in one ear. I got you in the other ear. I'm trying to get this piece to to illustrate my point, and uh, it's just taking a little a little longer. You know that I'm just friend. saying you can't. You, you mess up. You say something stupid. You give a heartfelt apology. Parties involved are all happy and forgiving. Yeah, I feel like come back. That's the problem. There's no. We got it. Yeah, there's this cancel culture and all that, but there's got to be forgiveness culture too. But when people I, apologize, I, I agree. We're, we're on the same back. thing. We're on the same page as far as that goes. What I'm saying is, is that there's a bit of a double standard here when it comes to Republicans and Democrats and what you're when saying. When they apologize, then then we'll welcome them back. Show me a a canceled uh, Republican conservative who apologized and wasn't welcomed back. No, I think, but I think in this particular instance, Democrats and liberals tend to pile on more. And the, in the grand scheme of things, especially like with Hollywood, and this is to the point of why we're bringing up this story today, you know, um, they don't, they're not as, like Hollywood tends to lean more liberal and, and you know. And, well, yeah, they do, but they're not, I feel like, it's 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 not your views it's how you express them too it's it's all i mean it's a little bit your views if you have like nazi views then you're completely wrong 
but I'm saying is okay. you have to know how to express your views as well. All right, let's read this. This is uh, this is a story from the 11th. What is that? Yesterday. Yes. About Pedro Pascal. Do you know who that is? Yes. Okay. Is he? He's on the Mandalorian. He's the star of the Mandalorian. He is the Mandalorian. Oh, is he one of these guys? He's in the suit all the time, so nobody knows what the hell he looks like. He's in the suit all the time, but he, every now and then his helmet comes off. Okay. Mandalorian star Pedro Pascal. I've not read this. This just got sent to me. I've not read this until right now. Go ahead. Mandalorian star Pedro Pascal is having a big week, expressing support for his trans sister on Instagram. Is that a pun? Okay. Like transistor? Like transistor radio? Or is that just too... Okay. I didn't get that. He, was he has a trans sister, probably. He has a trans sister. Okay. I was like, I was, I thought that was like a bad news, like you know how they write puns in the thing. I'm like, what that are would they be getting? bad. But no. confused me. They're trans sister together. It looked like transistor in my head. All right. Um, what's that thing where you, you get the the everything? Gets... Idiot. <laughs> Not idiot. <laughs> no, when the words get mixed up in your head. Uh, dyslexia. Dyslexia. That was a little dyslexia moment. The trans and the sisters next to each other messed me up. Okay. Um, Pedro Pascal is having a big week expressing support for his trans sister on Instagram the announcement of a new TV role and some Twitter drama in light of his colleague Gina Caron's firing on Twitter some pulled Pascal's name into the controversy surrounding the former MMA fighter Carano's recent firing from the Mandalorian following a social media post in which the 38 year old actress okay Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans in the future, a spokesperson said, blah, 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 blah. Some conservatives found the decision hypocritical as Pascal, 45, received no apparent consequences for his comparison of Donald Trump supporters to Nazis in a November post that was subsequently deleted. Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, was not fired for his post on Instagram comparing Trump supporters to Nazis and Confederates. Was, did he, he deleted it and apologized? I don't see anything here about an apology, but. I mean, if he, if he apologized and he came out and said that was stupid or whatever, that's what I'm saying. There should be. You but do you, do you see the, do you see the hypocrisy there where he basically did the same thing that she did? And A, you didn't hear a peep about it. And B, he didn't get fired for it. Well, let's see. Did he, did he, what's it called? Did he apologize? I don't know. I mean, what difference does I it don't make? Know You're it. saying because she didn't apologize, that's why she deserves to be fired? If she's not. Did she even have a chance remorse? to apologize? I don't know. Was I in the room? I have no idea. I don't know. But this goes back to my everybody should just slow down on the Nazi comparisons altogether. Yeah, we got to stop with that. Because <laughs> that's what we started all this. Um, as Frank takes a look for that, the reason why we brought up the story today was because um, she was fired yesterday, Gina Car Carano, who's, can I just say, very pretty. She looks a lot like my wife, I feel like. That's why I think uh, I'm, I'm kind of on her side. <laughs> Is it weird to say that she's hot, even though she did something that's not so nice? You could you could feel however you want to feel, dude. Frank, does your wife get more upset if you say a girl is hot, that she looks like your wife, or less upset? Like it, like your wife's a brunette, you know, nice looking woman. If you say a br a nice looking brunette is hot, 
Does that bother her more? Or does it bother her more if you say like a blonde, you know, like a blonde tall, your wife is average height, but let's say your wife is short. If a tall blonde, like the opposite of her thing, does that upset her more? I don't think so. She, I never really, I never say anything like that. In front you of never her. ask because you're an insensitive asshole and she deserves better. I never ask what? What bothers her or not? No, I know that saying something like that in front of my wife would, is poor taste. So if you just I say said, it behind her back? Is that what you're telling us? That's no. Not a nice... Who do I say it to? I, if I think a woman is hot, I'm not going to go, hey, she's hot, huh? No. That would be insensitive and, and dumb. Well, I think but you should get your mind me, out, of, out of the gutter. especially Every on... now and then she'll ask me, do you think she's hot? What do you say? Do you, are you honest? If she's hot, if, yeah, if she's hot, I'll say she's good looking. Okay. I don't say, I, you know, I don't go drooling. But I'll say, I'll say she's good looking. I'd be, you know... Like if it was Scarlett Johansson, you think she's hot? I go, yeah. Gina, Gina Carano. Uh, what do you put her at? One to ten? No, I don't want to say anything. I don't. She's not my type. Not my type. I'm gonna give her an eight and a half, also because she's a former eight MMA fighter. Yeah, she's a snappy one and a half. By the way, she's, I, that's she's that's, huge, bro. If she wasn't an MMA fighter, I would have given her a seven one. But she gets an eight and a half for the ability to kick the living crap out of she me, could, which I, I kind of like. She snap you like a twig. Yeah, I like that. My wife is the same way. My wife could beat the crap out of me, too. And I kind of, it's part That's of the attraction. That's not really saying much, though. You're, you're kind of a featherweight. Sure, take shots at me while I'm down. Um, anyway, so we brought it up while Frank's looking for that other part. Uh, because she got hired by the Daily Wire. She told USA Today... I'm sorry. She told Deadline today, uh, the Daily Wire is helping me make one of my dreams to develop and produce my own film come true. I cried out and my prayer was answered. I am sending out a direct message of hope to everyone living in fear of cancellation by the totalitarian mob. I have only just begun using my voice, which is now freer than ever before. I hope it inspires others to do the same. They can't cancel us if we don't let them. Corona will develop and produce and star in an upcoming film, which the Daily Wire says will be released exclusively to its members as the company looks to bolster its entertainment division. Details are being kept under wraps, but it will be produced as part of Daily Wire's partnership with Bone Tomahawk producer Dallas Sonier and his Bonefire uh, Lee Legend Banner, whatever the hell that means. But the Wire, the Daily Wire is Ben Shapiro's uh, outfit. Yeah, so not a fan super, of Ben Shapiro, but yeah. What? Not a fan of Ben Shapiro, but sure. Yeah, super conservative dude. Um, but see, that's the thing, though. Like, there's like this stigma against him because he's conservative. I mean, no, it's because he's an asshole. Is he? Oh yeah, he's homophobic, transphobic, everything phobic. This is he is homophobic though? He's everything phobic. I don't know, but he's definitely a, a dick. I don't think he's homophobic. He thinks he's smarter than everybody. Oh, that that I'll give you. He definitely definitely does that. But see, this is my this is kind of my point. Like there are these you know, and and it goes back to my Republicans and Democrats can't get along because they just think the other side is so awful and wrong and terrible. And then nobody winds up listening to each other, you know? So yeah. I can't so look. I can't defend Ben Shapiro. I don't know everything he said. He might have said yeah, bad things. 
but I'm not going to crucify the guy just because he's a conservative and he presents a different point of view from what, you know, liberals see, you know what I mean? So I see, I'll go and listen to people who I don't agree with, you know, on, on whatever side. I listen to them, but Ben Shapiro actually said when about global warming, he was saying something like when, you know, what, I don't know what people are, again, I can't say word for word. But I don't know what people complain about when, you know, when the floods, when, when global warming happens and the, and the floods, people on the coast, the houses are underwater. Just sell your house and move inward. Move inland. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Yeah. So I'm going to sell my house that's underwater. I mean, it's, it's so, it's, there's a lot of stupid shit that he says. Uh, speaking of stupid shit, TJ Ducklow. Maybe the best name that we have on this uh, podcast today. Uh, Vanity Fair reported today that Ducklow, who was the White House Deputy Press Secretary, uh, was suspended today for one week without pay for allegedly threatening a political reporter. Vanity Fair has the story. He threatened reporter Tara Palmieri, who was working on a story about T.J. Ducklow's romantic relationship with another reporter. White House press, press Secretary Jen, help me out here, Frank, Pisaki? Pisaki? Uh, you pronounce it P? I can't remember how, please say. P-S-A- see how it's spelled. How's K-I, it spelled? P-S-A-K-I. She told reporters that Ducklow has apologized Pisaki. to Palmieri and said that he has been suspended for one week without pay. Political observers are noting President Joe Biden's pledge to fire employees on the spot if they were found to be disrespectful to others. Yeah, no, he, what did he, he actually threatened someone how? He threatened this uh, political reporter who was going to write a story about the fact that he's dating another reporter. What did he say? I'll kill you? He threatened them. Again, threatened how? I'll, I'll, I'll be mean to you. I won't be your best friend or I'll kill you. I, I don't know, but I think the, I think the mere <laughs> fact of, difference. the mere fact of his position to insert a threat to a reporter is grounds to be fired. Yeah, probably. Especially if big Papa Biden's out there going, I'll fire anybody who's, you know, disrespectful to somebody else. Yeah. I mean, this is just happening today, right? This is. Yeah. Just a few hours ago. So I'm sure there's going to be harsher punishments down the road. If, if he threatened someone with physical harm or. Okay. Here's what career, he said. I will destroy you. I will destroy you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I mean, there's proof of it, or is he denying it? Um, doesn't say. He took this. He took the suspension. I mean, a week's suspension is probably not too harsh if if you just want to get rid of something and just move on. Yeah. Um, but if he if he said, "Yeah, I said it," then yeah, he probably should be let go. You know that that it, you can't you can't threaten people. That's just people one hundred and one. If there was a class in college called people one hundred and one, the confrontation began on inauguration day after Palmieri, a co-author of Politico's playbook, contacted McCammond for comment while one of her male colleagues left a message for Ducklow, according to sources. Ducklow subsequently called. Uh, a playbook editor to object to the story, but was told the playbook reporters with his cons- uh, was 
told to call the playbook reporters with his concerns. But instead of calling the male reporter who initially contacted him, Ducklow tried to intimidate Palmieri by phone in an effort to kill the story. I will destroy you, he told her, according to sources, adding that he would ruin her reputation if she published it. During yeah, the off-the-record call, Ducklow made derogatory and misogynistic comments, accusing Palmieri of only reporting on his relationship, which, due to the ethics question that factors into his relationship between a journalist and a White House official, falls under the purview of her reporting beat because she was jealous that an unidentified man in the past had wanted to bang McCammond and not you, the reporter that he's dating. Yeah, uh, this sounds like he should get the boot. Yep, fire this dude. Yeah, goodbye. Duck close out. We've uh, we've decided your fate That's is it. the Anthony on air. Anthony on air show decided Duck close fate. Ga- gavels down, Ducklow. You're out, bitch. <laughs> uh, the Lincoln Project might be out. Lincoln Project co-founder Steve Schmidt has fallen under quite a bit of conf- controversy. The Lincoln Project, for those who don't know, was a anti-Trump super PAC. So they were the ones that were re- they're Republican conservatives who do not like Donald Trump. Um, <clears throat> which, again, I feel would have grown in numbers since the election and uh, everything that happened there with his behavior. Yeah. Um, Schmidt, a veteran Republican operative, is the latest and most high-profile departure from the Lincoln Project, which is reeling from revelations that another co-founder, John Weaver, used offers of professional advancement in a series of attempts to solicit sex from young men. Schmidt's resignation comes amid a wave of damaging stories for the Lincoln Project. The New York Times reported last month on allegations that 21 men that Weaver sent them unsolicited uh, sexually charged messages, one of whom was 14 years old at the time. Can we just leave the underaged kids alone? Come on, man. It's got to be. It should, like, when you're born, insert a chip Mm. that pops out when you're 18. Nothing could happen to you. Like everything disgusting just gets rejected and repelled. Yeah. This is like enough with this stuff. Multiple people have reportedly been contacted by federal law enforcement regarding the alleged conduct. The Lincoln Project said it has hired an external law firm uh, to conduct an investigation. The AP reported that a majority of the $90 million that the Lincoln Project has raised was paid to consulting firms tied to the group's founders and senior staff. They're pocketing most of this cash. On Thursday, the group's official Twitter account tweeted screenshots of messages between a former senior staffer and a reporter writing a story on the Lincoln Group. Lincoln Project co-founder George Conway suggested the disclosures may have been illegal. That series of controversies led to a number of resignations from the group this week. Kurt Berdala confirmed to Axios that he resigned from the group on Friday. Nayira Hack, who signed on to host a video series for the group last week, also resigned. Columnist Tom Nichols said on Friday he was stepping down as an unpaid advisor. Eesh. Yep. So, so the it, whole so that destroys the entire Lincoln Project. That's basically yeah. That's basically the Lincoln Project in a nutshell. And this was like the last standing guy, and now he's on his way out. Um, speaking of last standing guy, Governor Cuomo, who full disclosure. You're, you're watching, you're listening to two 
contemporaries of Governor Cuomo, we share the same, we are alumni of the same high school. That's true. Frank and myself both went to the same high school as Governor Cuomo, although not in the same year. That guy is way- Decades apart. Like almost centuries, if I could be honest with you. We're so much younger than him. Um, But there is some controversy going on with Governor Cuomo and the story continues to get worse. Uh, They're saying, several reports here, are that his administration knowingly undercounted deaths among nursing home residents during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic in the state of New York. A top aide for the governor apologized to Democratic lawmakers saying the administration froze when initially asked by state legislators back in August about the issue. Uh, A stunning admission and seems to jibe with a report released last month by the New York Attorney General Letita James that suggests that Cuomo's administration undercounted deaths among nursing home residents by as much as 50%. Preliminary data obtained by the Office of the Attorney General suggests that many nursing home residents died from COVID-19 in hospitals after being transferred from their nursing homes, which is not reflected in the Department of Health's published total nursing home death data. The aide, Melissa DeRosa, who I became quite familiar with after watching those uh, press briefings every single day during the height of the pandemic, um, remarked, I was explaining that when we received the DO, the Department of Justice inquiry, we needed to temporarily set aside legislature's request to deal with the federal request first. She said in a statement provided to CNN, we informed the houses of this at the time. We were comprehensive and transparent in our response to the Department of Justice and then had to immediately focus our resources on the second wave and vaccine rollout. As I said on call with legislators, we could not fulfill their request as quickly as we would have liked. DeRosa is arguing that the administration essentially put requests for the New York State Legislature for more details on nursing home deaths on hold while they dealt with the request for similar information from the Department of Justice, but that's not what she told Democratic lawmakers on a virtual conference call Wednesday. I won't get into the details, but obviously she she's changing her story. So um, they're saying that half the people over the last year who died in nursing homes. What did they say? He covered. He lied about. They're lying about how many people died in the nursing died homes. from yeah. COVID. And, and this is especially this has always been a thing because it was his call in the beginning to keep people in the nursing homes. Right. But, so he's well, saying that, let's say. I know it's more than this, but let's say a thousand people died. He's saying only 500 died from COVID. Right. Como's actions related to the nursing homes have been under considerable scrutiny since May when reports suggested that his Department of Health blocked nursing homes from rejecting residents based solely on confirmed or suspected diagnoses. Diagnoses? Cuomo rejected that report, insisting he had followed federal guidance on that front. New York followed the president, the president's agency's guidance, so that depoliticizes it. Cuomo said at the time, what New York did was follow what re- the Republican administration said to do. Cuomo announced a new policy on May 10th saying hospitals saying a hospital cannot discharge a person who was COVID positive to a nursing home. DeRosa's comments will supercharge an already combustible situation for Cuomo as he prepares to run for re-election in 2022 
In the aftermath of the report, several prominent Republicans called on Cuomo to resign. I mean, if you lied about these numbers. I just, you know, here's my feeling on this. I think President, I think part of the reason why President Trump lost was his handling of COVID. I think this will similarly cost Cuomo his job. I just don't know if any of the politicians, no matter what kind of job they did during this time, can survive this thing. I just think it's too big and people are, it was too devastating and I just don't know if anybody's going to wind up. The problem where I have an issue with my man Andrew here and, I, you know, again, standards for life, right? But I got to be honest. He went out and wrote a book about how well he handled the whole thing. And I mean, I think he did a lot of good. I think he did a lot of good. I think he saved a lot of lives, right? By his actions. They all did across the board. There was a lot of things that we could have done better. And I'll blame President Trump for a lot of things. You know, I've said this before. He put a travel ban on China and left it there. Whereas, and this is hindsight, this is Monday morning quarterbacking, but if you're going to do that there, he probably should have done. If you say China, we can't have people coming in from China because they have the virus and the reports are that the virus is out of control in Italy. Well, he should have put a lockdown on Italy too and he should have shut the whole thing down. It's Monday he morning quarterbacking, I know. A lot of what he didn't do. I know. Uh, and then there was a lot of things that he did do that probably saved lives. And it's the same thing here with Governor Cuomo. There was a lot of good and there was some bad in there. I don't know if they all have enough good in the bank to, to keep their to keep their gigs moving forward. But the fact is, know. is that, you know, even if you give you give Cuomo a 90, 95 rating on how he handled the whole thing, if you're alive and you survived it, you look at this and you go, this is really bad really really bad and he should have handled this way way better way better yeah this one i mean this one part of it i mean he, he messed up he said that the i mean what did it cause i mean to tell me i mean i'm asking because i don't know um it, it, he lied he said that the people that half the people who died well, in that, that and he didn't want he didn't want the Republicans to use it against him. When when Trump started calling them out, when Trump started calling him out for these nursing home deaths, he lied about it and kept it quiet and kept the numbers down. He wouldn't report the real numbers well, at, at the time. He knew them. They all knew him, but he wouldn't report it because he didn't want to give Trump and the Republicans an, an inroad to, yeah, to criticize what he did. That's, that's wrong. not what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's not what you do as a leader. You got to report the facts. I mean, yeah, Trump was not reporting the facts either. But he got voted out. And people can criticize, and I think it's a fair criticism for saying that you want um, unity in those. Like when they were all working together, it was a lot better than when they all started pointing fingers at each other. Yeah. So. I mean, there's there's people there's the bottom line with all with these stories with uh, Gina Carano, Ducklow, Cuomo is there are ways to handle when people mess up and there are extreme ways where you lose your job. And then there are not so extreme ways where you get fined, you get slapped on the wrist and we're struggling to, to, to find out what punishment is correct. Yeah. 
depending on what you did. And there are people that, you know, there are certain, every organization has its own set of rules. Disney has its set of rules. What's right, what's wrong, I don't know. They, they see someone said one thing, they get a slap on the wrist. Someone says another thing, they get fired. It depends on what they said, depends on how they've been, their yeah, attitude through the whole thing. Overall, Republicans tend to take it on the chin a bit more. That's just... Yeah, maybe. I mean, basically, that's just kind of what it is. Now, that doesn't mean... Now, see, the problem with that is, is a lot of really bad people will use that as a defense for continued bad behavior. And that's where you, you get out of control with these arguments. Can we but, get someone... I mean, just give me some one person that we don't have to question, that we don't have to like, you know, we don't have to look at their history and go, oh, he, he messed up in, in 1997, so screw him. I know. I mean, can we get one person that we could just all go? I feel pretty good, good about, good I feel girl. pretty good about the two of us. I mean, I can't speak for Janine. I would love to have that confidence, but I feel like we haven't really done anything awful. I, there's nothing in my closet I'm terrified about. You know everything about me. I'm good. But Janine, you know, there's meth there, so I don't know. Janine, we keep learning new things about all the time. I can't, I mean, I just can't. I mean, it's great for the podcast, but I can't sit there and go, there's, we have nothing to worry about with Janine. Just can't. I want to say, you know, before each show, I go, all right, she's going to say something weird. I'm going to pretend to be shocked. I'm legitimately shocked every time she comes out with someone. Yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. Listen, uh, it is Frank's beautiful wife's birthday, and uh, I am going to go and purchase a Hero Soap Company and send it on over to her. Are you going to do that? Only because I can save 20% when I sign up for a uh, subscription. Use the promo code Anthony. That's still nice. And because I want to not only buy a bar of soap for your wife, but I want to make sure that a, a member, an active member of our military gets a bar of soap too, and I could do that. It's basically buy one, get one free. And the one you get for free goes to somebody who's, I don't know, helping keep you free. That's good stuff. Plus, I think you're saying my wife smells. So I'm not really happy about that. Well, no, I'm saying that you smell. And she, she, oh. it's it's for her through keeping you less stinky. That's basically where the gift comes into play. That, that checks out. Um, what I would really love to get your wife is a, Thank you, by the way. a really, a, a good, finally get her a good husband is what I would really love to see her get for her birthday one year. This is the clay <laughs> with which you have to work with. If I'd you love... could mold this into a good husband, God <laughs> no, bless you. I'd love to see, I'd love to get, if you're a good guy and you're looking for a really good girl, a good woman. Uh, right. Shoot me an email. Message me, and I'll Wait, see if whoa, I can whoa, 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 whoa. hook you up with Frank's wife. You're trying to are you pimping out my wife to no? What are you doing? I'm trying to get her the husband that she deserves. Is what I'm trying to do. She has made her choice, and it's this guy right here. <laughs> hey, we all make mistakes. What are you she drinking there? Me. She make that cocktail. What she? What do you got there? She by her own choosing. She wanted. Her, to make a like a, a Valentine's Day, her birthday kind of drink. So she got this recipe online. It's cranberry juice, uh, Malibu, peach schnapps, uh, citron, vodka, all mixed together, ice. That sounds like a good freaking time. Freaking lovely. Is it Malibu coconut? Is that a coconut? Is it all a Malibu pineapple? coconut? Oh, it's pineapple rum? I think so. 
I think it's coconut. You drunk son Maybe of a it's bitch. coconut. I, I got to tell you, I've had this glass. Yeah. And I had the test run that she made. <laughs> the test run. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> you I'm feeling floating. all right? I'm floating a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, now let me ask you a question, and this isn't for your wife. This isn't for your wife. How frustrating is this time for you? Because her birthday is two days before Valentine's Day. That's like a lot of pressure to put on a guy. You know, she's she's the most understanding person. She must be. She married you. I mean, Jesus Christ. See? Yeah. Case in point. But be honest. Isn't it a little... Because you got to kind of get... You can't combine those two things. You can't... You you get two things. You get two things? Yeah, I don't mind. You know, it's not a big deal. Because then from February all the way to Christmas. You got you know, nothing on your plate. Yeah. Not much. I mean, Mother's Day comes around. You get something. You say it's from the dog. Yeah. You know, that's what we did last year. This year, we are hoping to have a, a, a another dog by Mother's Day. You're replacing my, my beautiful bridie already? We are not replacing about her. Bridie like will it. always be bridie. Bridie is the best. Bridie was... An amazing dog. She was irreplaceable. Yeah. We are, although, however, she was a gateway dog. She makes you want to get more dogs. More dogs. And she, yeah. you know, she was the best. Here's the and thing. Let me give you some advice. If you don't get another dog in time for Mother's Day, you could still get your wife something. You just sign it from the possum. You'd be like, this is from the possum. <laughs> the possum left us enough to deal with. <laughs> I don't know if I ever, I don't know if I mentioned this when I, when we talked about the possum, but the possum did leave a little present on the, on the floor in the kitchen. Took a dump on the floor? Yeah, a little bit. That's, that's inconsiderate. See, that's, you can't have house guests. I think I neglected to mention that. You did. It was about, it was about the size of this pen cap. Oh God, that's disgusting. Yeah. We had to disinfect the area. (laughs) And it's funny because I have this. The thing that it uh, it climbed on is the baker's rack, and it was on the top, and it knocked over the vase and whatever. But on one of the shelves is a chess set that I have, and it's like marble, and it's really nice, heavy pieces. And it knocked some of the pieces off, and one of the pieces landed in the possum poop. Oh, God. So that piece, we disinfected bleach in the, you know, in the dishwasher. We went nuts on this thing. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to play chess on that thing ever again. <laughs> My possum really did some damage, didn't it? It did. But your go wife. Back, for people watching, go back to the possum episode. It was back in like, what, November ish? Yeah, if October, we care and are responsible enough, we'll put a link in, but I'm sure we'll forget. Probably not. Um, but you just tell your wife, you, she's the best possum mommy that, that any possum has ever had. She treated that possum with respect. She did. She did call the people that removed it. Yeah, that's nice. That's very, very nice. Anyway, get yourself some Hero Soap Company. Use the link in the description below and uh, save 20% on that subscription and support our troops. By the way, not only do they send a bar of soap when you buy a bar of soap to an active troop member, but they also take a little bit of money out of their profits and they help build homes for veterans returning from war. That's amazing. This is my cheers moment, by the way. I got this at the actual cheers in Boston. Nice. You, it is still 1995 in Frank's world. Cheers. He will just. It's one of those shows that stands the test of time. You can watch it today, with the exception of cell phones. It stands the test of time. It's right? still relevant. It's 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 you know, 
all the all the notes that you'd want it to hit that you'd want a sitcom to hit. It's hysterical. It's good stuff. Good TV. <laughs> I'm uh, also a little, you know, drunk. <laughs> this is what see some people get inappropriate when they get drunk. Frank just wants to talk about '90s sitcoms. That's all he wants to talk about. <laughs> no soup for you. That's all I have to say. Some people you got to be like, can you please stop touching me? You're getting a little too close with Frank. You got to be like, can we talk about anything made after 2005, please? Pivot, pivot. <laughs> Are you aware of that Friends episode? No. Oh. No. They're moving a couch. Do you see what Ross, I'm saying? Ross is, is going, pivot, pivot. <laughs> but the way he talks, he talks like an idiot. Yeah. And then Chandler goes, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and it's just the, that's probably the best moment in all of Friends history. Can I let you go? Because I have things to go and do. Do you want to, do you want to like do the next 20 minutes by yourself? What? Just talk about sitcom stuff? Yeah. Just talk about whatever you want. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go spend some time with your wife on her birthday. It's my wife's birthday. We're um, gonna go spend some time together. And we also should say happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. This is the yes. Valentine's episode, as you can see by the coat rack. Um, thank God, Frank. Frank is our set designer, man. That's that's all the set design that goes. None of this has ever changed. At least Frank does some set design for the low. I'm working God. with the budget of a zero. Yeah, and so. he's doing a great job with it too. Um, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Um, you open some champagne. Maybe I'll make a little dinner. Just you know, spending time in the house. You, you cooking really the dinner? Go. It's a possibility. I'm thinking about it. Valentine's Day to me feels like a second Mother's Day. It's just a second Mother's Day where I got to cook the dinner. I got to do all the work. Uh, you know what I'm it saying? It is a tad uh, female-sided. Ex- thank you. This. Uh, why couldn't you be like this when we were talking about that Republicans take it on the chin more? I uh, wasn't as drunk as I am. Okay, because this is that's exactly what it is. We all pretend like Valentine's Day for couples in love, but we all really know that the dude's got to do for the 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 young lady. The dude takes the woman out traditionally. Exactly. I'm sure there are very uh, modern couples that split everything and whatnot, but the traditionally. The man takes the woman out to dinner, gets her flowers, chocolate, yeah. cards. And I think stuff. we should go on a on a alternative yearly, you know, basis. One year you do, the next year your significant other does. Or should there be two Valentine's Days, one in February, one in let's say August, where there's no holiday. Take, I could barely take this one, please. Come on. There are no holidays in August. Let's get one, please. Well, yeah, because everybody's on vacation and stuff. They're trying to go away and do some things. It's 4th of July. Everybody's on vacation. True. But you got that, uh, what's the Labor Day right there at the beginning it's of September. September. Every month should have at least one holiday. I'm convinced that we have Valentine. Like, to me, Valentine, this was all economically driven. They were like, well, there's Christmas, and then there's... You know, Easter and Mardi Gras and and, and uh, what's it, Passover? It's like Passover we, and Memorial Day. They're like, we can't go three months. What can we stick in, in February? They just made up. And the same thing with Mother's Day and Father's Day. They just kind of looked at it and went, we got to move some chocolates here. I don't know. Let's come up oh, with yeah. something that, you know. I got all these stuffed animals in my house. What the hell am I going to do with these things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stick them on a Hallmark shelf and we're good to go. 
somebody a long time ago thought of these all up and strategically placed them where they are on the calendar. You're right. Job well done. I wish I could create a holiday. Yeah. And have it. We should create a holiday. Could you imagine? Who's who's underappreciated in our world? I just think I, when you said that, I just think of like, like, hey, what is? Do you know what Tom does for a living? He, how do you get on this block with this huge house? He's like, oh, he invented. Uh, he's he's behind Valentine's Day. Tom's the Valentine guy. Like, There's what do you mean, like he, like chocolates or no, no, no? He invented. He's got the patent on Cupid. He that he owns that. That's his. He he looked up Saint Valentine. Yeah, and said, "This is a holiday. This guy's cool." See, that's a lot of these. A lot of the holidays revolve around saints. I would guess. I guess so. I don't know. Maybe I mean we we pick a saint, and we we you know pick their birthday and we make it a holiday. Yeah, maybe. There's Saint Joseph's Day. There, you know the whole. We don't have a holiday for it. But we got a pastry, which is all that matters, my friend. And that disgusting fish pasta thing that everybody eats. I can't stand it. No, I love it all. It's gross. But we should come up with a holiday. All your ideas for holidays in the comments. Please. I August think... is the month we need it. Yeah, no, I, I like... Uh, I Well, I'm, 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 I hate to... God, I hate to take your fun thing and turn it serious, but... 9-11 should be a holiday. Like, I, why is that not Patriots yes. Day? Like, 9-11 should be a holiday. You know. I think Election Day should be a holiday. Everybody should be off. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, we do need more days off. I would love to get us to a four-day work week permanently. I think that uh, would be that would so be, great. That'd be amazing. I still, I, I like, everybody's like, well, you know, you'd look. I just think that, like, those massive resets, you would, we'd all even out. We'd all be in the same, you know. Some people yeah, get, we get all our work done in those four days. You like, still, everybody's still working. Some people get the Monday off. Some people get the Friday off. Everybody swaps and, and the restaurants stay open and the businesses all stay. You know, it's still the same deal, but you just. Yeah, those average Monday through Friday, nine to five jobs. Yeah. Become Monday through Thursday or Tuesday through Friday. And I got to tell you, if I knew I had a four day work week, I'd cram it all into those four days and get it done. Yep. I wouldn't want to work on those three days, so I'd get it all done. Agreed. Agreed. All right, my friend. I think we've uh, tapped the bottom of the barrel. That sound you're hearing is the bottom. How many more drinks yeah. are you going to have? You good? What time is it? Don't say it's the Friday. time. Don't say the time. How many more drinks? You're going to have another one. I might have one more. You're going to have another one. I don't know one. if I can handle one more. These were strong. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I could see it in your face. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to ask you how you feel about minorities. See if we can get the real, you know, all the stuff you say to me off the air. I love minorities. Well, that's not what you say to me in text messages. That's exactly what I say in text messages. <laughs> if I have one message to anybody out there, don't say stupid things anywhere. <laughs> don't be stupid. Stop being stupid. Do you want to share your real feelings on women and how they didn't want? What did you I say? Love they, women. they shouldn't be women allowed to should vote. Have, should have more rights than men. I'll have to go back to the text messages, but there was awful things that you were saying. I'd love yeah. to. I dare you. Go ahead. <laughs> there is nothing that you can find. <laughs> I love women. They should be running the, the world. Men are screwing it up. <laughs> True words never spoken, my friend. <laughs> words never spoken. If women um, ran the world, we'd be much better off. Yeah. Um, all right, let's leave it there. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you enjoy 
appreciate you guys watching or or listening all the way through anthonyonair.com for that discount on that hero soap and to get uh, links and info to the merch store check that out check out our clips channel um check out everything we do come on yeah it's great all the stuff he's gonna say just check out all our links they're down there you got them the the only thing i'm really sad and upset about is that janine is not here to interact with drunk frank i just think that would have been so great this won't be the last time i'm hammered off his face no i'm really not i'm really not no he you're a little drunk you're a little tipsy i'm tipsy but i'm not drunk drunk I'm not. <laughs> I'm tipsy. I'll, I'll be honest with you. These were this was a strong drink. Can you balance yourself strong. on one foot? Can we see? You want to do a balance I'm test? Not standing up, but yeah, <laughs> I could. Mm-hmm. Not sta- Are you wearing pants? I'm in my pajama pants. All right. I'm saying. <laughs> and they're elf pants. Yeah. Let's just choose to believe him. Oh, there you go. All right. They're they're elf. That's good. I'm not wearing any pants at all, so they're good for you. At least one of That's us good. is having pants on. All right. I'll leave it there. Uh, enjoy. We'll catch you guys on the next one.